Welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast, helping you invest in property for freedom, choice, and profit. You'll learn new, innovative, and multiple streams of property income, whether you want to start, scale, or systemize, and even if you don't have deposits. Hi, Kevin McDonald here, and welcome to the Progressive Property Podcast. As you can hear, I'm on location in one of my refurbs. So this is a property that we secured back in 2017 on a lease option agreement. So we've got the right to buy, but not the obligation to buy. We immediately put a tenant in. We rented it out for the last four years, bringing in about 300 pound a month profit. We've tucked that profit and we're now reinvesting the money we made from the house back into the house to do a new kitchen, new bathroom, painting, decorating, bring the property up to uh, modern standards, and then we're gonna refinance it and per get it purchased into our portfolio, leaving none of our money in the deal. So I was just out in my area doing some YouTube videos, so if you're not already subscribed to the Progressive Property YouTube channel, then do that now. And I was in one of my properties doing a YouTube video about why house prices are so expensive right now. And I thought to myself, do you know what? This is great for the podcast. So the property market over the last two years has been really hot. And a lot of people are asking why are house prices now so expensive? There's a number of reasons why there's been house price growth. But when we say house prices are really expensive, let me ask you to think about something. If you took yourself back to 2003, would you say, if you were alive, oh my God, house prices are really expensive, or back to 1995, would you say they were really expensive, or even 2007? You see, are they really expensive, or is it just the new normal? Now, if we put ourselves in a time machine and took us forward to 2040, would we look back and say, I wish I did property in 2022. They were cheap then. So I don't consider it that house prices are really expensive. I just consider it as the new norm because I know, because history tells us, 20, 25 years time, today will be cheap. But let's look at why there was a rise over the last two years. First of all, we had a global pandemic. Maybe you missed it, don't think you did. There was a global pandemic. What has happened with a global pandemic? Well, the government shut the country down. Think about this, estate agents were shut down. They were closed. So people wanting to sell their houses couldn't put their properties on the market for sale. Not only that, people, when the agents opened up again, people that wanted to sell their houses probably didn't want to risk putting them in an estate agent's window because would you really put your house on the market for sale and have 20, 25, 30 total strangers coming around touching everything, potentially bringing COVID in. So less stock available for sale. Now on the opposite to that, more buyers. Why more buyers? The government introduced a stamp duty holiday. That was literally chucking petrol on a burning fire. They got rid of stamp duty. First time buyers, no need to pay stamp duty. Homeowners, no stamp duty to move home. Now investors still had the additional stamp duty, but the lower level, the first time buyer, the new home stamp duty was removed. So that stamp duty level being removed meant way more buyers. But as well as that, we started to print money. When I say we, 
the governments. They were printing money. Now, when you print money, trillions of pounds, and you put more money into the economy, it causes inflation. It causes inflation. It pushes the prices of everything up. So property didn't just go up. Your food, your fuel, your clothes, everything went up in value. I had to pay my more money for shirts like this. It all went up. Now, people with money sitting in a bank account, when you've got low interest rates, lowest in history, higher inflation, if you've got money sitting in a bank, it's getting burned by inflation. What does that mean? Well, you leave 100 grand in a bank at the beginning of 2021 with 5% inflation and no interest on your money. By the end of 2021, if you left it sitting there, that 100 grand is still 100 grand, but the buying power has reduced to about 95 grand. So what does that mean in simple terms? Well, let's say this light bulb was a product that was worth oh, 95 grand. So you could buy this for 95 grand in January 2021. You have 100 grand in the bank, you can buy this for 95 grand, you've got five grand left over. Today, to buy this will now cost you 100 grand. So it's the buying power of your money, you were not able to buy the same products. So you could buy a loaf of bread, but it's more expensive today. Your fuel for your car is more expensive. So your money doesn't go as far. So 100 grand sitting in the bank, it still looks like 100 grand, but you can't buy as many items with it. However, if you took that 100 grand and put it into a house, and that house went up in value, your money has made money. The property protects you from losing value by money sitting in a bank. So a lot of people with cash flooded it into property to protect it from being burned by inflation. That was one reason. Another reason house prices went up is people with money sitting in a bank, if they had more than 85 grand sitting in a bank account, there was a massive fear in the country that we would have another Northern Rock. For those that don't remember, Northern Rock was a bank that went bust during the last financial crisis. Could a bank go bust during the pandemic? It certainly was an opportunity, a possibility. So people with more than 85 grand knew that if a bank went bankrupt, went bust, their money was lost forever because you're only insured by the government against 85 grand in a bank account. So get your money out of the bank into property to protect it from an unforeseen banking crisis. So less property available for sale, more buyers. We had Brexit as well. Now, what happened with Brexit? Well, before the pandemic even happened, the pound was devalued against other foreign currencies. So lots of foreign investors seen an opportunity to get their money into the UK for low value for, for a lower price meaning that they could move their money into sterling when the sterling was low and then even if property didn't go up in value the sterling goes back up in value and we've seen this right now the pound against the euro was about one pound to one euro just over 12 months ago today you can get one euro 20 for a pound so imagine you lived in the european union you moved a hundred thousand euros into a hundred thousand pounds just over a year ago, even if property stayed where it was, you could sell that house today and make 120,000 euro converting the money back. So you gotta be looking at where the pound is against other currencies. 
That's why one of the reasons why we had a flood of foreign investment coming into the country. Another reason why we had a flood of foreign investment is because of what happened between China and Hong Kong. China, Hong Kong relations and the um, laws in, that, in those countries started to really change. China started to take way more control over Hong Kong, um, started to take away some of maybe what we call their democratic rights. I don't want to go into too much of that here in case I get eliminated by YouTube. But check it out. Check out what happened between China and Hong Kong. What this meant was a lot of expatriates, a lot of people who would consider themselves to have to be British nationals, not just consider themselves, were given by Boris Johnson. Boris Johnson issued many hundreds of thousands of Hong Kong nationals the, the right to live in the UK, UK citizenship. Many of them moved to the UK during the pandemic, moving here, buying property here. But those that didn't move here, they moved their money here to protect it. So that pushed the prices up. Then you've got the general bit that the news talks about, which is people that were living in the cities, they want nicer homes in nicer areas, they want the bigger gardens, because they can work from home. So they started moving out into the countryside, pushing prices up. So there was a number of things that created the perfect storm. The foreign investment money, the drop in the value of the pound, the what was happening between Hong Kong and China, the pandemic itself, people wanting to live in different areas and valuing their home more than maybe previously. The fact that there was state agents were shut down and properties couldn't be put on the market for sale. The fact that when they opened up back up, people didn't want to risk putting their property on sale and having loads of total strangers coming in. And the fuel for the fire, the stamp duty holiday. We created a property bubble. As somebody that's bought a lot of property over the last few years, I am buying a lot of property right now. Many people are waiting. I even bought a new home in the middle of the pandemic. I'll talk to you about that in a moment. But we're buying property all the time right now. Why? Houses like this, right? These are little money boxes. It doesn't matter what the price is. What matters is the profit you make from it. The rental incomes have gone up as well. It's all relative. But you can make money from property by adding value. You're not buying a property and hoping it goes up in value and thinking, oh my God, it's at the highest now, will it make money? You're making money when you buy. Putting in the new kitchens, the new bathrooms, the extensions, you're adding the value. You're protecting yourself. If we add 30 grand to the value of this house through a refurbishment, the market's gotta drop 30 grand before we lose any money. You are protecting yourself by being knowledgeable about how to do property in the right way. Now let's look at interest rates, right? Interest, people say, oh, I wish I did property 20 years ago. 20 years ago, you couldn't get interest rates at sub 2%. Interest rates are ridiculous right now. My home that I purchased two years ago, we got it in an amazing deal at the beginning of the lockdown. So May 2020, so a couple of months into the lockdown, we secured this property. Why? Because we went knocking on doors of houses. The agents were closed when you could get direct to Vendor. Many people sat at home and went, agents are closed, I can't do anything now. No, get direct to Vendor. We secured a great deal on a large family home. Now that property, we put it on a two-year fixed rate mortgage. It's up for renewal in May 2022. We've, the lender has just sent us a letter this week 
letting us know that it's up for renewal in May because they send the letters a few months before. They want us to move on to a new fixed rate product. Now, when we took that mortgage out, it was 1.99% on a two-year fix. On a two-year fix, 1.99%, which was historic low. We've been offered a new two-year fixed, so we can get a new two-year fixed, no need for evaluation, no need for any cost whatsoever, at 1.34%. There's a cheaper one, where you pay a 999 fee of about 1.24%. 1 so a bit cheaper, but you pay a fee. However, you can get a five-year fixed, five-year fixed for 1.56%. 1.56% for five years. That's gonna save us hundreds of pounds a month on our mortgage just by changing the product with the same lender. Interest rates have never been cheaper. They're historically low. It's unbelievable that you can get a five-year product, five years. In three years' time, four years' time, interest rates might be three, four, five percent. But you gotta think about this. Will interest rates really go much higher? Banks are not gonna back a five-year fixed at 1.56% unless they truly believe long-term interest rates are gonna stay low. So let's say you got two people right now. Maybe you're watching this and you're, you're looking to buy a family home. You're just interested in a family home, you're not maybe even an investor. Should you buy a family home in 2022? The answer for me is always yes. If you're renting, it's dead money. It's dead rent, right? Your, your mortgage will always be cheaper than rent. So you're going to make money from that but buy stuff where you can add value. Now, many people want to move into the perfect house on the perfect street in the perfect condition. That You could do that, but you're not adding value. Look for properties where you can add some value to that home. You can do refurbishments, you can do extensions, you can do changes to it to force that value up. The home I purchased, we purchased it, it was in perfect condition, it was that perfect condition house. Because we're doing refurbs everywhere and if you've got a wife like mine, she's like, I'm not living in another refurb. We've been through that. However, our house that we purchased in May 2020 has gone up 90, 90 grand, 90,000 pounds. Now if it drops in the next few years, it's got to drop 90 grand to go back but we bought it with value. So we, we bought it for a discount. When you're looking to buy property, family, home, or investment, you follow the same fundamentals. Buy at a discount or buy something where you can add value or both. So our family home, we got it at a discount. Now we have added an extra garage. We've made some changes, but the majority, 95% of the house was perfect, good condition but we've made some changes like adding an additional garage. That adds value. So when you're looking at a property, can I get it at a discount? Can I add value? That's family home. Always focus on the adding value. If you're an investor, should you buy property in 2022? Yes, buy property every year. It's about pound cost averaging. You have to be in the game. But think about it, put yourself in that time machine. 2035, 20, 2040, 2045, will house prices be higher than they are today? Yes. Will rents be higher than they are today? Yes. So buy now. 
Don't wait to buy property, you buy property and wait. But you know what, if you're really risk averse, if you're really worried, well why don't you do deal packaging? Why don't you do rent to rents? Why don't you do lease option agreements? Just don't do nothing. Don't wait, use a strategy where you can still make money from investments without the need to maybe hold it. You could do buy to flips, you could do assisted sales. There's so many different techniques that you can use to make money in the property where you either don't own the asset but control the cash or you're in and out of the market quickly to make your profit. But if you're somebody like me and you're thinking, I know the fundamentals of property, they'll always go up, they'll always rent, the rents will go up, then buy the things. But what you do is you buy at a discount or you buy where you can force the value up. Now in this market, it's harder to get a discount. So the focus pushes more towards how do I add the value? There's empty rundown houses right across this country. There's gonna be a major increase in repossessions. Think about it, repossessed properties are gonna go through the roof. Why? Because normal repossessions through the courts were, were stopped completely by the government. The courts were shut down. So anyone who would normally month by month get repossessed were put on hold from March 2020 till August 2021. There's a backlog of repossessions. On top of that, there was mortgage holidays. People took mortgage holidays they can't afford to make the bigger payments now. They didn't think about the future when they took the holiday. There's people that um, have lost jobs during the pandemic. These people are going to be struggling financially. There's going to be the, the backlog of repossessions plus the increased repossessions. That's a major opportunity for lease option agreements, just like this lease option. So you've got repossessions going up. What about probates? Right? We're in the middle of a pandemic. A lot of people have been affected. Probably everybody in this country has been affected by the pandemic. But what we have to do is share what's happening, right? Probate property is where people pass away, have a property, and they need to have their estate settled. Now, in the pandemic, what's happened? Most people that have lost their lives are the elderly. There's a lot more probate properties available than ever before. Probate is where somebody has passed away, the couple's passed away, there's, a, there's either a will that needs to be settled by an executor or no will that needs to be settled by an administrator, like a solicitor. These properties, these properties are going to go on the market for sale. They're going to be spreading the um, estate of that person out to their family. And there's going to be a tsunami of probate properties hitting the marketplace through 2022 and 2023. These are the opportunities that you need to be aware of, looking for and investing in to make money in this type of market. So you've been listening to the Progressive Property Podcast. Remember out every Tuesday on iTunes and Stitcher. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Also, make sure you go over to the Progressive Property Facebook community. There's over 38,000 people in there now sharing and supporting each other on their property journeys. I've been Kevin McDonald. You've been amazing. See you next week.